0: you're a good person, it's important that I tell you that this entire podcast is built around an acronym that I made for the word yield. It stands for yes, I envision love demonstrated. This acronym has helped me a ton in my work, school life, and in pursuing my passions and being able to help other people as well as growing my habits and becoming a better person. My biggest hope is that this podcast will help you to treat the opportunities and the people in your life differently. Learn to yield today and it'll be a better tomorrow. What's up, everybody? This is Dallin Canlin. We are back with you today. Episode number 19, Seizing Life's Comebacks. I'm super excited for this episode. The podcast recently hit six months of operation and we've hit 500 total downloads. We're in five countries, Canada, Slovakia. Mexico, United States, and Sweden. And I cannot thank you all enough for your continued support. Let's hop into this episode. I'd like to start off with a little bit of background. So when I got home from college, I had amazing vision, so much desire to get things done. And I had all the time in the world. What could go wrong? Well, let me tell you, all of that vision that I had was in my head. But it never got on paper. Well, let me rephrase that. Actually, it did get on paper, but that paper got lost very, 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 very fast. And so it hasn't been of much benefit to me. All that I've seen lately from people that have been successful is that they keep their goals in a place that is easy for them to see. And so it's much easier for them to do. But I did not subscribe to that (laughs) philosophy. And now I can see clearly that I should have. However, I still have a month before I can get before I go back to college. And that is plenty of time to get a serious comeback and to get some of the things that I wanted to get done when I was at home actually done before I went back to college. Want to give a quick shout out to my uncle Mark. My family went over to his house on Sunday night for a joint family dessert and it was a lot of fun and after the dessert my uncle Mark kind of told me about how I've been putting about as much effort into the podcast as I did when I was at school and he's right you know I've made a lot of progress and other things I've been able to work on other innovating ideas at least for my life I think I would need to work on them a little bit more so they can help other people more but but still I've made progress however with things like the podcast and my book, it's mostly been, it hasn't been that, let's get on the hype train and just, it hasn't been that. It's like, let's get on this itty bitty little train and the tracks are slowly getting put onto the track. It's been extremely slow. And I'm very thankful for my Uncle Mark's insights and being able to help me out with that. He also, you know, helped me with getting my gaming YouTube channel off the ground and get us to the next level. When all we had was a camera pointed at our TV, he got us a microphone and a capture card so we could get better footage. And now he's done this for my podcast by just offering his advice. And so I'm very thankful this is the advice that I needed. So that comeback is still unfolding. There's another story that goes along with it that I feel that I should share later because it's still to be determined what actually happens. But suffice it to say, today, right now, I am yielding and just choosing to envision love demonstrated. And me recording this podcast is something that I planned on doing. And I'm going to the library after to work on my book. And I'm super duper excited. But I'm also very excited to share the three stories for this episode so thank you uncle mark and also shout out to my cousin uh, my uncle mark's son who i got to talk with and he told me he'd listen to one of the episodes about uh when your battery life and life goes low so thank you i love you i really do love you both you guys are great and are really awesome keep up what you're doing you've definitely made a big difference in my life so with that said, let's hop into the first story. This is insane, and it really did happen, true story. So, my freshman year at BYU Idaho, first semester, I was blessed to be in the marketing society. And the marketing society at the time, they did, they do different projects with different companies and they can help, maybe they'll help them start a social media strategy, maybe they'll help them with their email marketing strategy. Basically, they get real-life experience gained to help real companies, and it's super fun and valuable. So I got to help out Stukent with their email marketing strategy. I went through all these emails and looked at the click-through rate and stuff, and I was like, this is interesting and all. And then uh, then we kind of dropped that for a little bit, and they wanted us, me and my group, to come up with a solution to help Stukent with their to help them with their business and in doing better than their main competitors, Pearson and McGraw-Hill. So a quick little bit of background on Stukent, not sponsored obviously, but they're a really good company. Basically what they do is they make text online textbooks for schools and for, for like high schools and colleges and they share social media marketing, they share SEO, They have simulations and all these different things so students can learn, get, can get some super solid experience in the industry and be able to make a real impact, you know, get some real experience and not just talk about these things. I was in this group and I was also, I was also taking 15 credits. So I was busy and I was also running the YouTube workshop, which I had started up and I was busy. <laughs> I wasn't doing a lot of work on this. It wasn't it wasn't at the forefront of my mind. It wasn't the most important thing to me. However, I did want to help. And I think God really did know that he knew that one day, the day before a presentation with them and my group was great, but we just didn't have a lot going on. We were the McGraw Hill group. So how could Stu can do better than McGraw Hill and what things was Stu Kent doing well versus McGraw Hill. What things was McGraw Hill doing versus Stu Kent? You get the picture. Anyway, I went to bed in faith. Like I like I like going to bed in faith, you know, in faith things are gonna be better tomorrow and and stuff like that. So I went to bed and I woke I got woken up at two at like two AM. Maybe it was three AM and I was just wide awake and I had this thought and I know it was from God and it was hey, just get on your phone and start looking up Kent stuff. So I started looking up Stuken stuff. Ideas started getting put in my head. I looked at the differences between Stuken and McGraw-Hill. I saw their YouTube channel, McGraw-Hill's YouTube channel. I looked at Kent's YouTube channel. All these different ideas are getting poured in my head like a soda fountain. And it's just the best mental soda you can imagine. It was super tasty in my brain. And... I was just super excited in 30 minutes of intense focus work. I had a presentation that I was very excited about for Stuken to use. I was able to do all of that on my phone and I could see all of this happening. I was just, I was just so pumped. And so very excitedly, you know, I told my group, I have something. And so we worked on that. We made a PowerPoint. We put it all together by the very next day when we had our meeting and yeah it went really well we got to talk with the vp of marketing for Kent, trevor erickson and he said that some of these we've already tried but he was appreciative of the work that i'd put into it so i felt super excited i think back on that experience a lot just like that is a time when god woke me up in the middle of the night and just was like yo just Go to work, get this done, and I've had similar experiences with the podcast and doing other things that have immense value and that I will look back on later with fondness. So I was like, that was a big, a big, big comeback because we really didn't have anything before that, and now we had this super solid presentation, and it was amazing. And uh, even now, you know, that's continuing to bear fruit. I still care a lot about Stu Kent and. I listened to Upbeat's podcast episode interview with Stuart Draper about Stukent. And I am thinking about maybe working at Stu Kent in the summer in their internship, because I think that'd be super duper valuable. So shout out to anybody at Stu Kent who might be listening to this. But yeah, that was a big comeback. Here's number two. So this is the poem. It's called The Race. I had this poem read to me when I was on my mission. I don't even remember who read it. On my mission trip. It was a super good poem. I'm not going to read you the whole thing. I'm going to have a link in the show notes. That you'll be able to look at. And read it yourself. So basically the idea is this kid is running this race. He's with all these other people. They're all super excited. You can think about this as you running through life. Running towards a new business venture. Etc. And so basically the kid is running the race. And he falls. And he's thinking, my dad's going to be so proud because of everything I'm doing and how hard I'm working. And he falls flat on his face really shortly after after he starts the race. And now I quote from the story. But as he fell, his dad stood up and showed his anxious face, which to the boy so clearly said, get up and win that race. He quickly rose. No damage done behind a bit. That's all and ran with all his mind and might to make up for his fall, so anxious to restore himself to catch up and to win. His mind went faster than his legs. He slipped and fell again. He wished that he had quit before with only one disgrace. I'm hopeless as a runner now. I shouldn't try to race. But through the laughing crowd, he searched and found his father's face. With a steady look that said again, Get up and win that race! So he jumped up to try again, ten yards behind the last. If I'm to gain those yards, he thought, I've got to run real fast. Exceeding everything he had, he regained eighth and ten. But trying hard to catch the lead, he slipped and fell again. Defeat, he lay there silently. A tear dropped from his eye. There's no sense running more. Three strikes, I'm out. Why try? I've lost, so what's the use, he thought. I'll live with my disgrace. But then he thought about his dad, who said he who soon he would have to face. Get up! An echo sounded low. You haven't lost at all. You haven't lost at all. For all you have to do to win is rise each time you fall. Get up! The echo urged him on. Get up and take your place. You were not meant for failure here. Get up and win that race. So up he rose to run once more, refusing to forfeit. And he resolved that win or lose, at least he wouldn't quit. So far behind the others, now the most he'd ever been. Still, he gave it all he had and ran like he could win. Three times he'd fallen stumbling. Three times he rose again. Too far behind to hope to win. He still ran. To the end. They cheered another boy who crossed the line in first place, head high and proud and happy. No falling, no disgrace. But when the fallen youngster crossed the line in last place, the crowd gave him a greater cheer for finishing the race. And even though he came in last with head bowed low, unproud, you would have thought he'd won the race to listen to the crowd. And to his dad, he sadly said, I didn't do so well. To me, you won, his father said. You rose each time you fell. And now when things seem dark and bleak and difficult to face, the memory of that little boy helps me in my own race, for all of life is like that race with ups and downs and all. And all you have to do to win is rise each time you fall. And when dis- and when depression and despair shout loudly in my face, another voice within me says, Get up and win that race. I really like that story. And even though the kid didn't win first place, I do consider this a great comeback story because... He thought of his father and he ran and he gave it his all. And I'm sure I'm sure in this fictional tale, the tale, the boy would go on and accomplish a lot because he'd fallen because he had because he'd messed up because he hadn't been perfect. But because he worked on the things he wasn't that great at and he worked on them until he couldn't mess up. And so I wanted to share that story with you guys as well makes me think about something that a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles of my church, Richard G. Scott, said. He said, our Heavenly Father did not put us on earth to fail, but to succeed gloriously. I like that thought a lot. It's a very powerful thought, one that's helping me with making this episode and pursuing this podcast for sure, is knowing that God's going to help me out with it and You know, I'm not here to fail. I'm here to do a lot of good and help a lot of people. My third and final story comes from Daniel in the lion's den from the Bible. So Daniel was taken from his family when he was pretty young. I would imagine he was like 11 or 12 years old, maybe. And he was brought to this King Nebuchadnezzar. And he was raised from that point to be one of the king's wise men. He was fed, you know, really nice... Meat, And he was going to be given wine and he said, nope, I ain't doing that. And he just really showed a lot of promise from the very beginning of standing of sticking to his guns. However, later on in his life, there would be a new king, King Darius and King Darius. King Darius was tricked into signing a petition by so basically by this point, Daniel was one of the first presidents Basically, is really one of the king's right-hand guys. He was really helpful for getting a lot of the business in the kingdom done. And King Darius really trusted Daniel because he was in that high position. However, there were some people that were really jealous of Daniel, and they got the king to sign a decree that said that nobody in the kingdom could pray to anybody except King Darius for 30 days. So basically, with this, with this new decree that the king signed that Daniel could not pray to God anymore and Daniel kept praying he kept praying he didn't stop and the guys found him praying they brought him to King Darius King Darius threw him in the lions den oh I forgot to mention that if they if they failed they got thrown in the lions den so basically the bad guy the the people that were jealous of Daniel's job wanted to get him killed you you get the drift you get the idea but basically what happens is if you don't know the story, Daniel gets thrown in the lion's den and an angel comes and shuts the lion's mouths. And Daniel's able to come back the next day and be like, hey, God helped me. God saved me and shut the lion's mouths and I'm OK, you know, and the king was amazed and decided from that point on everybody in his kingdom was going to worship Daniel's God, you know. And I love this story because Daniel was able to help this entire nation find faith because he chose to have faith in a very trying situation. You know, God has, there's been times when, you know, the prayers aren't answered that way. You know, it could have gone either way, really could have gone either way. But in this case, Daniel's experience was able to, inspire the king and many others to to put their faith elsewhere put their faith in in god so there's my three stories i really hope that you enjoyed them first one was the story of my 3am comeback with stukent the second one is the race poem and the third one is about daniel and the lion's den if you want to follow my journey of making my, my own personal comeback you can check out my, ins- my personal Instagram page, at Dream Chaser Dallin. You can also check out the Yield Today with Dallin podcast Instagram, where I share little sound bits from each episode, hoping to inspire you further and help you with living the yield mindset, which is, yes, I envision love demonstrated today. Thank you all for listening. I really do appreciate it. Be sure to leave a review if you haven't already. I really do appreciate those and it helps the podcast reach more people and help and ultimately to change more lives as it's changed mine and hopefully it'll help your life as well. And I'm happy to announce that I will be uploading another episode this week on Thursday just to talk about some of the life lessons I've learned from 2020 so far and I'm super duper excited for that. My comeback is happening right now and I'm going to ride it. So there's going to be a lot of great episodes coming for the podcast and it's just going to be great. So I hope you stay tuned. Remember to yield today and it will be a brighter tomorrow.